0: gave me permission to do this oh my God. sometimes we're gonna laugh and sometimes we're gonna cry that's just the way it goes if you're ready to change the narrative shift your consciousness you are in the right place welcome to the jackie you so much for tuning in to the jackie minsky show if you are new thank you so much for tuning in and if you're with me for a while thank you so much for coming back i have a friend of mine on today who is one of my conscious brothers nathan Kohlerman. he is a devoted father spiritual counselor and the founder of new intention and he's pretty badass if you ask me guys so i'm really excited to have my dear friend nathan here nathan welcome
1: thank you so much for having me
0: oh tell everyone what you're lighting i see smoke <laughs>
1: Little pause until you know
0: i love that i love that <laughs> so we're gonna dive in First, I want to say that I'm so proud of you. For many of you that are listening and don't know, Nathan just came back from an ayahuasca retreat. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, But before we dive into all that, I do want to say I'm proud of you. I saw some content that you posted yesterday also, sacred rage. So I do want to start with all of that. So before we dive into all the spiritual stuff, I'd love for you to tell people how Nathan was growing up. Tell me about... Teenage
1: Nathan. Ooh. All right. So we're going to go past all the adolescence. We're going to go right to teenage. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But yeah, I mean, as a teenager, you know, pretty, you know, quote unquote normal. Right. I played football, did the wrestling team. I was a mixed martial artist since about the age of five. So I was always, you know, involved at some at some level physically. And in I would say my sophomore year, maybe when my parents got divorced, it's kind of when I lost my lost my shit, to be honest. And that's when I started hanging out with the wrong crowd. I ended up getting pretty deeply involved in gangs. Ended up kind of, you know, slanging and banging and doing all those things, and you know wound up deeply addicted to heroin. And that's when you know, hit that rock about a moment and decided to change my life. Left in the military, signed the papers at 17, and left a month or after my 18th birthday.
0: Wow! So you pretty much at age 18 left everything behind to join the military. Um, and, and, and tell me about, let, let's, let's go to that, that decision, because I feel like a lot of times in life, discipline is everything making that decision. So tell me, I mean, anyone listening, any young person listening or anyone who decides to join the military, um, especially for you, cause you were, it seems like you were fed up with everything. What was that decision based on? Like what made you want to take that step for your life?
1: Yeah, and I would say it was the time that I got shot at and the back window was shot out. And I had realized in that moment I needed help. I needed to get out and I reached out for help. And it was around Christmas time, 2009 that my mom and sister sat me down and said, you know, if you don't change what you're doing, you're going to wind up dead or in prison. A Couple weeks later, I went to school and recruiters are on the front door.
0: So if there's, you know, a young man listening to this podcast right now who may be, you know, dealing with violence, maybe in a gang, what would be something you tell him?
1: There's always another way. There's always another way. There's always another way to express ourselves there's another way to manage how we feel there's another way than the ways in which we've learned and known and it's okay it's okay to be angry it's okay to, to feel the things that you do it's okay to do the things that you do because that in itself was personally for me one of the hardest things was forgiving myself for the things that I did for the people that I've hurt and for the lives that I took as my own responsibility to put on my shoulders in whatever way shape or form that came in.
0: Let's dive into that because you said it's okay to be angry. I want to dive into that because you recently posted a very vulnerable clip and I'm so proud of you for that. where you were letting this rage out. Let's discuss like what what is anger? Like, I know a lot of us have this built up triggers and those triggers make us react in anger. With with the journey you've been on, what does what is anger like to you and everything you've discovered doing all this work?
1: Mm. I personally love anger. Anger is seen in society quite commonly as a destructive force, whereas I see it as a creational force. It is the creational force of willpower, it is the creational force of passion in some instances, and it is a creational force that is rooted in a core emotion that we as humans all experience normally from when a suppressive force wants to limit or inhibit what we are able to do, meaning it is normally in an act of injustice, in an act of suppression or an act of repression, oppression, where one might experience a feeling of helplessness or powerlessness that inherently makes us angry and not to say that control is the root of all of that but and when something seeks to suppress or repress then eventually it'll come to a place in which it might become depressed and there's always something underneath anger always in my specific instance in the clip that you talked about it was grief And quite commonly, especially what I see with other people and clients and friends and family, it's normally sadness, sadness and powerlessness, helplessness, abandonment, rejection, humiliation. You know, we have root core wounds that we experience growing up and quite often we don't have the space to feel that or move through it. And anger allows us an opportunity to confront it.
0: So, and I love that so much because, you know, we all have anger. There are levels to anger, of course, based on life experiences, conditions, you know, all these things. But you said something that I really wanna touch up on, something about control. Now I'm learning. I'm learning, right? I'm not there yet and I don't know if I'll ever be because this is a human experience <laughs> and we're all learning. But in this moment, I'm learning or this is where I'm at that yes, bad things, sad things can happen to us because they will. Because the test of it all is how we respond to them. And I'm I'm learning that we have two eyes which to me, I always tell people that's two different lenses to choose from. Are we going to give this power or are we going to look at it from unconditional source love energy, take a step back and understand that maybe that person that hurt us or is hurting us is on their own journey in their own experience and we don't take it personal and we don't give that Sadness or that that hurt, bitterness. We don't give it power over us. And I'm learning that nobody could hurt me unless I give them the power to. Would you agree at this moment?
1: That's fascinating, actually. I have a part of me that agrees. And a part of me that challenges that a bit
0: let's do um, it. <laughs> let's
1: challenge. <laughs> let's go live. Go ahead. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I figured you'd be open to that. So when it comes to that, yes, we, we can see it from our, from our conscious eye right now, as adults, as someone who has lived an experience, someone who has maybe <laughs> confronted that person, that event, that circumstance, that feeling, the sensation that we, you know, are humbly reminded that we have encountered a challenge and there's a part of us that when we experience that, whether it was in the form of pain or rage or circumstance, we may not have had any say in the matter. And that's where, right. You said two eyes, right. We have the lens of a victim where something did happen to us. And we have the lens of what I would call the abuser, the choice maker, the one who chose this circumstance in the form of a contract. And that's where we take ownership. Mm. So there's two sides of that equation where something may have happened to us, right? When I was an infant, when I was a child, a lot of things happened to me. And now that I've been able to excavate and heal a lot of those things i can see it from where wow i chose that for a very specific circumstance and a very specific reason which now allows me the ability to articulate it to communicate it to help and support those who i serve
0: wow i that's that's challenge accepted i i love that perspective because you said contracts and that's that's so powerful because the truth is we do have spiritual contracts that, that are lessons for our soul, not, not our human, our soul. So I love that. Thanks for that challenge and perspective. Um, so let, let's dive a little bit into contracts. How do we navigate through them and how do we know when, or we're dealing with a contract or because here's the thing that I've noticed in, in, in the community, you know, even the term twin flames, you know, a lot of us will take on these, these negative or sad situations, you know, maybe with an abuser and we'll say we're in the middle of a soul contract. So I am going through like, when, how do we know it's an, a contract versus a choice
1: I'm so glad we're bringing this up because I was just provided a perspective by a mentor who spent some time with Robert Grant, who for a lot of us in the, we'll call it the conscious community. He said something recently to my mentor that he shared with us. And it was that everything is predetermined and our only job is to enjoy the ride. Meaning that everything is already predetermined and ultimately what that means is that our choices don't really matter because they all lead to the same outcomes
0: uh,
1: which I'm sure. <laughs> which i wrestled with a bit you know because everything in in my line of work is liberation freedom creating more empowered decisions in the challenge of a choice and with that we do have choice And the contract is knowing that whatever choice we make will lead us to our destination, regardless of what we choose. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take us to get there. And if we truly can trust, which is the bridge to surrender to what is to come based off of our choices. And there's the opportunity in which when that opportunity is presented, that we can take ownership that it was our choice, that it was our decision, that it was in our contract Mm -hmm. to choose this person or this circumstance or this situation, which provided the opportunity for us to see things from a different perspective, from a new lens, from a new eye.
0: That is powerful. Um, And it's interesting that we're talking about this because I I had a spiritual mentor um, kind of guide me through this just a few days ago, because I'm not going to say it because you know we've had this conversation offline a few days ago <laughs> but I was like what what is going on like you know um about a certain situation in my life that did it just, just re-entered and um and that's the truth it doesn't matter what path or what you know sometimes you'll wind up in the same situations on the same path it's almost like a detour right it's almost like I, am starting to see it as, you know, sometimes if I, if I get in my car and I enter, I am by GPS somewhere and then maybe I made the wrong turn. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. You know, the other day I actually blew a stop sign cause I was dancing. You know, so like maybe, you know, yeah. maybe I judged someone or maybe I had an expectation and that expectation then brought negative energy to the situation, which caused a detour. Right. So it doesn't so i'm starting to notice that just like you said if i just enjoy the ride without the expectations the you know because ultimately the other people are also on their journey so if we just all can get to this place where we're just enjoying each other's company right cuz there's a quote it goes is it the the destination or the journey. And someone was, and there's a quote, it's like, it's the company. So if the company on your journey, all is enjoying each other without, you know, all that resentment and and because resentment also, in some some cases is hidden expectation, right? So if we can all just stop expecting things from others that we can't even do for ourselves, you know, because how many times like, well, this person has to do this for me. Well, how much do you love yourself before you demand someone else love you? Right. So I love that you brought this this up. Now I really want to get to the juice because we're in, we're, we're getting into the woo-woo. So I want to get real woo-woo. <laughs> you know, I've been asking you, I've been like texting. I'm like, I got to know. I got to know, but we'll save it for the show. You decided to meet mother... Aya. Please yeah. tell me about
1: her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit of a backstory on that. So, the mastermind that I'm in, this is one of our experiences in which I was able to travel with a group of beautiful humans and me, Aya. And what I will say, and, you know, I wrote a four page article on my sub stack and i'm still unpacking the experience right i just got back from peru two weeks ago as of today and i wrote in this article that there was an instantaneous sensation that permeated through every cell of my being as her essence penetrated the walls of my cellular matrix Mm -hmm. and simply put it was something in which I've never felt, you know, and full disclosure, it's not for everyone. I right now I'm simply sharing my experience. I am not condoning, recommending or supporting anyone's use because the medicine calls for you when you're ready. If that's what's required of you and what's asked of you, right? If that's in your contract, as we were speaking to. And what I will say is leading up to this experience, I went through so many deaths. Oh my gosh. The dieta alone, right? The dieta is the preparation, the diet, you know, and not just the nutritional diet, right? There was a behavioral diet. There was a thought diet, an emotion diet in which I was able to really see all parts of me just in the preparation, because it was really truly testing my level of commitment. And when committing to this level of work, when confronted with these challenges that are provided, when you say yes, to something like this, it asks you a much higher responsibility. It asks of you a much higher responsibility. And to unpack this experience a little bit, I think it's also important to note that we can ask for what we want. We can speak and voice our needs. And for the last five years, I have done a lot of work. (laughs) I've gone so deep and a lot of it has been cathartic a lot of it has been aggressive and violent and it's been tumultuous at times and i went in with the intention saying i want you to be gentle with me i want you to show me anything in which i cannot see i'm I'm here as a humble student i'm here on a path of Initiation on my own path of individuation. So please teach me, show me. I'm I'm here. I'm ready. And to unpack this, it was three nights of ceremony, in which the clip you saw was was mid cambo ceremony, which is frog medicine. And in the first night, <clears throat> I I saw how I, I I showed up in the world my thoughts were all over the place. I like traveled through this, this demonic portal, and it was just spiraling. And I was just going so fast, so fast, so fast, so fast, until it became almost so overwhelming that I had to ask her, like, please help me slow down. And it was in that moment where I was like, open my eyes. And (laughs) man, see the entire universal code right to see every every particle and how everything in life is constructed and then to see how complex i wanted to make it it was really a glimpse into how i right make life so much more difficult than it has to be and It was through that in which i was able to see that i choose my path i choose my reality i see certain things that some don't and that's okay too and to hear what i have been sharing as the vomits of shame and the cries of rage from everyone in that room and how tuned into the collective energy i knew my place and my place was just to exist just mm-hmm. to be and you know we had some integration between ceremonies and my mentor said to me like there's something in your nervous system that doesn't feel safe has it ever felt safe and in that second ceremony that was all i did was I've just found safety, just hours holding myself, seeing what's possible, feeling how much different life can be, if I can just feel safe. And I found it. And it's something that I've been seeking on this path for years, almost my whole life, because I've never really known what that is. And she gave me the gift of safety. And in that third night... (laughs) I asked the question, what what does the world need right now to feel healed? What can I offer? What is my purpose in what I've been sharing as restoring the harmony in the collective's nervous system? And it's so simple. So simple. She said, the only thing the world needs is to truly accept themselves Mm. and to learn to hold themselves in the ways that you've held yourself these last two nights.
0: I just got goosebumps. Yeah. You know, I, so, so first of all, before I speak about myself, thank you for clarifying for anyone listening that you know ayahuasca is a contract in itself with source ayahuasca is not to be done just because you see others doing it and you're going through a hard time and you need some answers don't start there um i think some people do that and if they have an experience that they can't control it's because they can't they can't control something they don't understand what they're you know, signing up for. So thank you for clarifying because this is a spiritual sacred medicine. So thank you for that. But I'm going to share something. Um, During one of my ego deaths, um, I started channeling and I started connecting with source. You know, when people channel, they channel some channel entities. There's different channels. You know, you could channel an entity, you could channel source, you could channel, I don't know, whatever you channel, <laughs> I started channeling source energy. And it's interesting you said that because source energy is so loving and so simple. It's simple, right?
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: We, you know, I had a client, you know, who was called me and she was like, "What? Well, what do I need to do? So I channeled and I said, you, you want the truth. I was like, your soul likes to her soul really liked to bike ride. I don't know. I don't know. It was that simple. She's like, oh my God. She goes, I didn't think of that. I'm like, you were waiting for a grand answer. (laughs) Like you were waiting for like, you need to go sit under a tree (laughs) to ayahuasca maybe. I was like, no, I'm like, your soul communicates with you while you're bike riding. Like, you know, think about the simple stuff that we enjoy doing that's when our soul connects with us. Like some people, when it's dancing, some people, you know, your soul has a thing in which it finds peace in. Um, so I love that you said it was so simple and acceptance really is so important because that's the thing. If we're not accepting of our journey, we're resisting our journey and therefore we're not safe on it anymore.
1: Mm.
0: So I love that and I'm so so proud of you. Um, but let's dive a little bit further into all of that. So now because I've never done Aya, um I've been called to, but I know I was texting you right before you went. I was like, surrender. I was like, surrender. I was like, just surrender. I was like, surrender. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm channeling yeah. you, giving you messages, but I was like, surrender. But I see Aya. <laughs> For me, and this is maybe because I channel Source and maybe I've had this dance about Aya with Source, but I see Source as mother, right? Like, it's kind of like mother, you know, Source energy is mother. So I see it as, you know, if you were to go to, let's say, your mother's house and let's say she sets the table for you, she sets the plates, her finest china, she's about to have this, this powerful conversation with you. If you go into that conversation with, or, or if you go into your mother's house with a chip on your shoulder, with an attitude, your mother's gonna smack you upside your head. <laughs> right? Is, he not? <clears throat> Is your mom not gonna smack you upside your head? Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, And it's interesting because I feel eventually on my journey, I, before I either try the medicine or maybe host medicine, you know, maybe be there as an observer and hold space for people. But I, I do, I have even you, I have been encountering people about to go meet mother Aya and I always tell them surrender because if you're greeting mother and you have the ego, you'll get smacked upside your head, <laughs> you know. And it's interesting that this source is such a simple, just a simple source. It's like just love, just be and surrender to what is so you can align with what's coming. But I do have curiosity because I still am a human. Tell me about... Like, okay, you 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 get the medicine, it's in a cup and you drink it. How long did it take you to start feeling different? What did you start feeling? Like, take me through the first few minutes of the, your first sip of mother.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it was more of a grandmother, right? Feeling what you'd spoken to, right? My mother was very... Nurturing and somewhat uh, <laughs> overwhelming with love. Whereas my grandmother, she was very um, harsh, right? And she can be that way. And underneath the harshness is a gentleness, is a, a deep love that can be only explained through sensation, right? And when I drank that first cup, right, we made our own medicine. So it was a little bit different. We were able to put our prayers and our intentions and we, as a, as a community created this experience. And with that is to know that we create all of our experiences. So really when I, when I drank that first cup, it was instantaneous for me. For some in the ceremony, it took hours. And for me, it was almost instantly because I was, I was ready. I had, had truly asked, like, let me feel your presence. Let me feel your love rock me in a way that I've never felt before. And with any plant medicine, right. Cause I've sat with many medicines and, you know, I, I support others, right. I hold space in those ways. I don't serve, I, I only serve specific medicines that have communicated to me specifically you can you can serve me because you can you can hold this space and you can do it in a good way and that moment it was just for me bliss it was almost right a very subtle ecstasy in which i love 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 my my teacher ecstasy I love my teacher MDMA. I love my teacher MDA, and it was this this feeling of serenity, really, in which I finally kind of felt what harmony feels like. And that's when I almost questioned it, and that's when I went through that portal where I started questioning things and thinking about things, and you know, my mind wanted to distract me and pull me away from. What I was experiencing because it was almost as though I wasn't allowing myself to be loved. I wasn't allowing myself to feel peace. And that's kind of what my mentor picked up on in the ceremony. And he then asked me, like, doesn't feel as though you feel safe. And that's because I was constantly searching for chaos, because that's all I've ever really known. So just to have that moment of serenity. And to move through that journey, it provided the opportunity for me to really get out of my head, quite literally. And it wasn't to say that she was smacking me around. It was more so like, okay, you want to be in your head? I'm going to help you see and feel what it feels like to constantly be searching, to constantly be looking, to constantly be seeking all of these answers that don't require the complexity that you're attaching it to.
0: You know, I love that so much because we have our human mind and we have our heart and we feel through our hearts and we think with our minds and we complicate things. I have this theory that I always say when, when you're faced with a situation in your life, if you start thinking about it and overthinking about it, the universe kind of takes a backseat and says, okay, human, figure it out. And I call it the human, Rub- <laughs> the human Rubik's Cube. We as humans take the problems. We're like, I got to solve it like this. It's got to happen like this. And we start to try to figure out the human Rubik's Cube when source is really like, Surrender. Just surrender. So I love that. I love that you've had this experience and you're saying it's so simple because anyone listening, the the truth is if in this moment, the only thing you can do is learn to love yourself through your experiences and not focus on your maybe romantic relationship, even your finances, don't, don't judge yourself based on what's in an electronic bank account or what, you know, just the flow energy is that love of, I wake up every day. I'm in the happiest mood. I'm in love with becoming the best version of myself. Right. I do something for my mind. I do something for my body and therefore my soul finds happiness. Um, but I, w- I really want to ask you this question. How do we connect? Cause some people are going through life as a human in the matrix. How do we connect our soul to our body?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this is actually one of the philosophies of what I call the new intention method, which is a connective, holistic and integrative experience, a framework and a system that I provide for others. And when it comes to the body and when it comes to the spirit, I have been articulating that the middle ground is our constitution. In our in our corpus, the corpus, the Latin root, meaning the body, and when our spirit and our body come into contact, it forms our constitution our inner and external constitution, which is our posture, right, how we're carrying ourselves into the world, right? I've been speaking a lot because my my primary background is, you know, working with the body. And I've always said that our posture reflects our personality, which our personality in my experience, and in my definition, is our present state of being. And when we see how someone carries themselves when they interact with one another in conversation, right? How somebody carries themselves, how their body articulates what the spirit is communicating is a unique language, you know? And I started by assessing human movement, right? With a health and wellness, personal training, biomechanics background. And I started looking at human movement and to honor one's individual expression, to honor one's individual body, knowing that their body is completely different than anyone else's body, right? Down to the femur length, down to the heartbeat, down to the way the neural pathways communicate and send signals from us to get to point A to point B, which is the core fundamental principle of what our mind is designed to do, it's to get us from point A to point B. That's why we try to solve problems. That's why we try to figure something out is because we're saying, I want that thing over there, right? And this is from early developmental years as a baby. We see something that we want, but how do we get there? We're going to have to eventually learn how to crawl. And then we're going to find a more efficient, more effective way to get there, which then we learn how to walk. And then we move into adulthood and we're like, oh, wow, we actually need to learn how to hunt, how to gather, how to survive right because if we're not moving we're we're dying quite literally we're not we're not thriving in our existence and when we're able to walk and discover and feel what our unique expression is in the world that is when our spirit communicates and articulates through our body our constitution the constitution which In history, right, looking at history in 1776, we'll say for the United States, was our Declaration of Independence, our Declaration of Sovereignty, right? So our Constitution is our expression of sovereignty, our expression of our unique experience, and it shows up in the most subtle ways, right? How are we walking? How are we talking? How are we dancing? How are we expressing? How are we really communicating with somebody from a very subtle level in which words don't need to be spoken.
0: There's so much to unpack there. Um, For starters, I love that you bring up body movement with the soul because, you know, think about something as simple as if someone, you know, let's say in a social setting, doesn't dance you know that's their soul kind of saying i'm scared or i'm not confident right so it's expression your body expression you know interestingly enough and i know you'll understand what i'm about to say next there's conscious eating but you do like conscious workouts and i'm going to dive into that for like really quickly i love this because now that i'm i'm getting into the best shape of my life i mean i love it i i've been eating good i've been Feeling good, I've been looking good. (laughs) But the more I get to explore and get into the best shape of my life, I'm noticing that during my workout, sometimes I want to, my soul, my conscious spirit will want to maybe stretch my leg a certain way. So I listen to how my body wants to move versus like, I got to do what this instructor is telling me. I got to, you know, I got to go this way or this way. I start moving my body based on spirit, how spirit wants me to flow. So maybe I'll want to go to the left, you know, so I start moving my body based on my awareness of the energy around me, which you do all the time. So fancy with all your stuff. I'm not there yet. (laughs) So I love that you, you know, brought the expression into it. Um, Would you agree that that's kind of like a conscious way of saying you're connected with your body when you're consciously moving like that?
1: Yeah, I would say that. And I would also say that, right, when it comes to what you just spoke of, right, your leg wants to be stretched a certain way, your body wants to express itself a certain way. It's ultimately coming down to honoring your own needs. It is the most, in my opinion, the most authentic form of self-love one can offer to oneself is to feel in someone, in their body, in someone's body that, hey, this thing here, that it, it feels like something is stagnant and feel like something is trapped. It feels like as though something wants to be expressed. And this thing that I'm about to do is going to help that thing become more expressed. Right. And, you know, we can bring some masculine and feminine dynamics into this. We can bring some yin and yang into this. And, you know, one of my teachers, John Wyland, who's very very you know profound teacher in the space says that the masculine in its in its essence is awareness is consciousness and the feminine is sensitivity so if there's this sensation this sensitivity in your body that is asking to be expressed to bring conscious awareness into that is to bring harmony because when masculine and feminine meet it's sacred union it's harmony it's balance it's reciprocity it's synergy And to be able to do that for yourself is the most empowering act, whether it's in the form of a stretch or in the form of an exercise, right? You say it's a conscious workout. I call it ritual physicality, right? To bring ritual in physicality, right? To bring ritual into your daily life, to bring ritual into your exercise, to bring ritual into the ways in which you practice and what you play. Mm -hmm. And that shows in the way you dance, When you dance, you feel the restrictions in your body. You feel the restrictions in your mind. You feel the restrictions in your capacity to express yourself. And it becomes the opportunity in which you can determine for yourself, what is it that your body needs? What is it that your self, higher self, ego self, all parts of the self needs in order to come into a place of harmony and synergy to then show up fully and express in the world with this ultimate level of sovereignty?
0: you know, that, that, that's a perfect way for me to dive into the next question, but while still taking the audience to this beautiful transition, which we're about to do. So with everything you just said, I feel like expression, um, all this stuff, each person, each human is their own ecosystem. And what I mean by that is, you know, if, if you're moving a certain way it's, it's, you know, like think about the trees, you know, sometimes they want to make wind, sometimes they're still right. So everyone is their own ecosystem. And the reason I'm saying it this way is because think about, wow, perfect timing. He's drinking water. He's integrating energy guys, you see. So when I think of integration and when I think of my ecosystem, right, even drinking water is, is me taking a sip of water, whether I set an intention for that water or not, and then it moving through my body, through my ecosystem, to settle, process into my field. But also, let's talk about breath work. Um, because I think a lot of people, because of social media, don't understand the depth of it. And before we dive into it, I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna test you a little. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> Always.
0: Okay. So. Put your hands in in front of you like this. In front of your, yeah, like in front of your chest. Um, (laughs) Now I want you to close your eyes and think of something you want to manifest and show me how far out your hands are going to go. Okay. I want, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So where, where where do they stop? Tell me where they stop. Like right there? It's,
1: it's almost as though my hands want to extend further than my physical arms can actually reach.
0: I love that. Okay, you passed my test, Nathan. <laughs> I'll tell you why I asked you that. Okay. And, and, and anyone listening, you could try that practice um, before we dive into this. So usually when I work with clients and I ask them that question, most people, most people stop right here like right there. And the reason I say that is because if I think of breath work, there's inhale, exhale, contraction, right? Now, this is our human body. But if you think about the energy space around you, right, you need to breathe life into your energy field to manifest and connect with source energy, right? So most people do that. They expand their desires or their wants like this. And then they contract back into human breath work is important. And, you know, Lucas Mack, shout out to him, love him. Um, He's really great at breath work. And, and, and to me, what I've, what I've been, and I don't know if source has just been hinting it to me and I'm kind of catching on, but to me, breath work is the same way you could take a, 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 a sip of water with an intention is the same way you can breathe life, just like you just did. And imagine as you're breathing, your manifestation coming outside of your energy field into source energy so you can connect. And I think that's how you breathe life into life. What do you think about that?
1: <laughs> I love that. and. You know, I've been a breathwork practitioner for years now, you know, for about four years going on in multiple modalities, whether it's holotropic or pranayama and from, from yoga philosophy or somatic, right. And of the body to release trapped experiences and emotions. And I actually heard the most beautiful thing the other day in regards to breathwork and it is, it is consciousness that flows through you effortlessly. And applying the the model of integration you just spoke to, my good friend and somewhat of a mentor in the psychedelic space, Lord Dawn, says that integration is not the period of time that you take after an experience. It's every step that you take afterwards in life, right? The sips of water, the breaths we take, each one becoming a part of our integrated experience of not who we were, but who we are becoming. Right. In which I, in manifestation, because there's a lot of things around that, which can be a whole separate conversation in itself. You know, there's this idea of manifestation of like, oh, I want this thing that I don't have. And there's also the, what I would consider an imperial truth around you already have everything you need. Right. And that's like abundance. Right? People talk about abundance in this space specifically a lot. And there's a lot of rational protocols that go around, how to manifest, how to become abundant, how to become a a magic money manifester, right? And it's like, actually, (laughs) all of that is simply just a manifestation of your existence. It's your dharma, right? It's, It's what you're here to do. You're here to breathe. You're here to exist. You're here to walk. You're here to accumulate wealth to then share it right? Your wealth can come in the form of wisdom. It doesn't have to come in the form of currency, right? Relationships are your greatest currency. There is no monetary value or quantity attached to that. It's qualitative in nature. So can we measure the quality of our existence through the quality of our breath? Absolutely. Like our breath is quite literally an expression of our consciousness. It's an expression of how we're showing up. It's an expression of our emotional state, our state of being
0: i love to bring this new awareness to you or to the audience. And this was a gift from, from source to me. Um, I don't know if others have said this before me. So if you've heard this somewhere cool, if not, maybe I'm the first person to say this, I don't know, but I'm, I'm about to wing it and go for it. I love that source energy protects us. And I'm going to tell you how. You ever notice when you're angry, sad, you're not taking deep breaths, you're shallow breathing. Why do you think that could be? (laughs) So uh,
1: this this is literally right. What in my sessions, right? It's like, if you're, if you're bringing your attention and awareness into your state of being into the shallow expression, right? I consider that an invitation, right? If you're noticing that you're shallowly breathing, if you notice that you're in a state of fear or anxiousness, nervousness, excitement, right? Even, right? Because excitement, you have the same physiological effect. You can be fearful, yet excited at the same time. It's a a simultaneous synergy of energy, which becomes an invitation for you to check in.
0: Or... I'm going to bring another awareness to you. Or, Source doesn't want us breathing that sadness and that anger back into our field because we will recreate more of that energy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of what Despendo talks about, right? It's like your thoughts will create your reality, your thoughts give meaning to your emotion to your expression to your experience and or what you're speaking to is the invitation the invitation to breathe in something greater breathe in a higher state of existence breathe in a higher form of consciousness in which you may not have had the ability or the capacity to access before it happened
0: yeah and 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 i and i want people to practice this let's say there's something I don't want to say you want or need because that's that's a lack energy. Let's say there's something you want to connect with. Let's let's phrase it like that. Let's say you want to connect with something. Then I, I I would love for anyone listening to this podcast to when you take a deep breath through your nose, you set the intention I want to connect with. And when you exit a deep exhale because i want you to think of the exhale feeding source energy giving that thing that you want to connect with life like cpr like i imagine like breath work is cpr technically to your life nathan's so excited guys you can't see but he's hopping it's
1: so good
0: <laughs> Nathan's hopping. i love it i got nathan to hop
1: <laughs> Resuscitating your existence.
0: <laughs> so you've so I know you do this work, so you you've seen results from this also with clients too, right? So there's something to this energy field.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the main pillars, right? Because in my new intention method, right? Not mine, it's the world's method right and in, in one of the pillars is soma it's of the body in which respiration movement and expression are fundamental components of our existence it's it's the physical manifestation right it's like the what you're speaking to is the resuscitation of your existence it's so good like to resuscitate yourself to bring life into yourself to bring source consciousness unity consciousness into every experience that you have into your sex life, into your relationship, into your business, into just the normal conversation you have with somebody at the grocery store. To take a breath before that experience, to feel what it means and what it feels like to be alive. There's no greater feeling.
0: Yeah. And so so what would you say to someone listening who is in the beginning stages of awakening? We're going to call it the awakening because that's what we're here to do. So let's say there's someone who they've seen all these manifestation law of attraction. I want to manifest. I want to do all these things. I'm doing, I'm doing breath work and nothing is happening. How do we get them to actually take the veil off to the deeper meaning of the awakening? What would you say to someone who's in the beginning stages of their awakening?
1: Yeah. So. I feel as though, you know, one of my main roles in this world is to to be a disruptor, really, and to speak in more simple forms, right? Because when one is awakening, right? We'll call it that. There are a lot of things out there, right? We live in a consumption culture, really. And there's a lot of things you can do. And maybe, you know, you've tried breath work, you've tried meditation and this, this, that, and the third, it's not working out for you. And everything's working out for you. Right? Because one of the more profound things that I've discovered in this moment in time, in my own experience, right here, right now, today, in this moment, is that everything you've done up until now is enough. So even if you are awakening, right, you've awoken to the fact that you are enough. <laughs> Everything you've done is enough to get you to a point in which you can just exercise radical grace and acceptance for who you are, what you are, and what you're here to do. And you don't need breathwork or meditation or any of those things to discover that. Right? You're already doing it. You're already living it. That's enough. And that's what I spoke to after that last ayahuasca ceremony, right? To learn to hold yourself in a loving way, as you've done every night before today, it's enough.
0: Yeah, and just, and and, wow, this takes the podcast full circle. Because just like we said in the beginning, there's nothing you could have done differently. You're going to wind up on the path that you're meant to get on and the path that you're on is no matter what detour you take, no matter what you do, you could go to the left, go to the right. You could take the wrong turn. You will get back. You will get put back on, but well, I will say this to that point that we're trying to make is at least be aware of what's happening because what I, what I, what I don't want is people to be like, Oh, well, I'm going to wind up on the path I'm supposed to be. So I don't have to take any action. So I almost said a dangerous thing here to those people. I almost did them, you know, just injustice. I want you guys, if there's turbulence on your path, if there's sadness, if there's anger, if you feel lost, follow the signs, pay attention to the cues, pay attention to your heart's calling, take the action. Don't just say, if I don't take the action, well, Jackie and Nathan on this episode said I was going to wind up on my pad, so I don't got to do anything. No. <laughs> the more you do, the more you align. Yes. But in the doing, I said this in one of my recent posts, also focus on your being, the being, and the, it's the balance. It's the polarity, right? Feminine, masculine, yin, yang. It's the doing and the being at the same time. It's the dance. It's the dance that I did. And now I got to surrender right? So don't just fully surrender and say, well, I'm going to sit on this couch and do nothing. And my calling's going to come to me. No, it's not. So I just want to point that out, but to, to take it full circle, yes, if you're in the doing and you're constantly having to learn lessons, you're supposed to possibly, but the point is you will wind up in flow energy on your path, no matter what. Do you want to add to that point that I made?
1: Honestly, you couldn't have said that any more Perfectly. Right. It's again, coming full circle. It's everything that we've spoken to is that it's already designed, right? It's already pre-designed. There's already a blueprint, right? In which your actions, right? This doing become the imprints, right? But there's already a structure and a system in place in order for you to create those imprints in a meaningful way, right? And I think the last thing that I'll touch upon here is just intention, right? I built an entire brand on new intention quite literally, right? And it's just checking in along the way, right? With every doing, checking in with, why am I doing this? What's the intention behind this, Mm -hmm. right? I don't need to understand the intention of my being this. That's inherently known. The truth of that is, is that I am of all unconditional love always. And that my existence is just the manifestation of the, the fact that I matter. That's all always inherently known. checking in along the way right why am i doing this what is this for you know beyond my own selfish desires right how is this for the good of the all who will this benefit other than just myself then my bank account then my relationship then my own ego right to honor that fully though right Mm -hmm. i think it's super powerful
0: And, and and also to that point in the in the simplest of forms you know we're at a time of social media and sometimes people are posting without any, without any intention or the intention to, to actually subconsciously, they're looking for external validation and they can't find it because they're, they're, they keep recreating that same intention of, I need external validation. I need external validation. And they're breaking themselves down because, and that's, so anyone listening before you do anything, anything, anything before you even make us quote, or post a post anything, do anything, call anyone. What's your intention and energy? Like, why are you, are you trying to talk to this person for ego because your ego got broken or like, what is the intent? What's the intention? Right. You know, males and females sometimes will post on, you know, Insta stories because we want an ex to be like, look what I look how good they look. But the intention behind that action is broken. Post for yourself. Post because your intention is that you love yourself fully. Post for yourself. And then, yeah, you will attract based on love. And that's what I think ultimately it comes down to. That's what it means to love yourself fully is when your intentions are just to enjoy your full experience with love for self.
1: Exactly. And, you know, to kind of wrap wrap up here, you know, it's like, like your own posts. You know, who cares how many people like your shit? Like post it, like it yourself (laughs) and then close it out.
0: Nathan, thank you for doing this. But before we go, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. This has been an absolute blast.
1: Oh yeah, this is so great. just, I just want to express deep gratitude. It's always an honor to connect with you. And you know, my only hope for this is that it can inspire someone to just lean into themselves, you know, deeper, whatever that means for them. And to answer your question. You know, people can find me on pretty much any social platform at Nathan Kohlerman and getting a new website, new intention. That's the brand and Rising Brotherhood. it's It's a movement that we're initiating here in Arizona. And, you know, we're serving the local community, you know, along with supporting the work that Sacred Sons and Men of Refuge and so many, so many brotherhoods are, you know, doing in this moment in time as this is the time you know just personal opinion here that it's the invitation for men right to become a safe space for for women and children to to feel safe to feel loved and to feel radically accepted in their own expression
0: i love that so much the world does need our masculine men and so thank you for that With that being said, Nathan, thank you so much. And guys, all his links will be in the show notes. So if you're listening, you can just go to the show notes and everything about Nathan will be in there. Nathan, thank you so much for doing this with me.
1: Of course, thank you. So much love for you.